Welcome, everybody, to another great podcast from the Crystal River Church of God. Whether you're on your way to work, on your lunch break, or even taking a jog, our prayer for you is that this helps you to find Focus for Living. We truly hope you enjoy this message live from CRCOG. Tonight, I want to talk to you about the covenant of power. The covenant of power. Go with me to the book of Judges. That's in the Old Testament. Judges chapter 13. Judges chapter 13. Here's what it says. Verse 2 says, There was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had borne no children. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Behold, now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and give birth to a son. Now therefore be careful not to drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. For behold, you shall conceive and give birth to a son, and no razor shall come upon his head, for the boy shall be a Nazarite to God. From the womb, and he shall begin. That's what I preached on last week. He shall begin to deliver Israel from the hands of the Philistine. If there's a beginning, there's an end. And if there's an end, there had to be a beginning. Let me ask you this question. On a Wednesday night, usually folks who only go to church on Wednesday night are folks who already know Jesus. But however, we, a couple of weeks ago, we had five people get saved on a Wednesday night. So, so that's, that's all right. Amen. But whose life are you living? Well, I'm living my own life. Well, and that's maybe the problem. Either you're living your own life or you're living a life of Christ. Whose will are you serving, yourself or God's? Are you living a life of power or a life of mediocrity. I'm going to tell you what, man. I hate mediocrity. I, I, I just, I have no patience for average. I don't want to be average. Sometimes I thought I wanted to be average until I got there. And then I realized that average is like the most boring. Have you had anybody ever win a prize for being average? Well, in this day and time, this generation, everybody gets a trophy, so that really doesn't count. Yeah, they're, they're, everybody gets a trophy. Here, you're average. Good job. Who wants an average trophy? You are as bad as the rest of them, but here's your average trophy. When I started preaching and when the Lord called me to preach, I asked God, I should have, my, my wording should have been better. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, if I can't be a good preacher, make me unique. I should have left that out. Just should have stuck with good. Maybe I'd have been a lot better. But the reality is, man, is you've got to ask yourself, whose life are you living? And are you living a life of power or mediocrity? And when we realize the potential our life possesses, we also better understand the power that's at our disposal. Now, did you catch that? The, if if there's a potential in your life, there's also power at your disposal. 
Because I promise you that the powers of hell, and I know people don't like to talk about the devil anymore. I know people don't want to talk about, you know, it's just all self-help. No, no, that, that's a part of it. I'm all, I, I read self-help's book all the time, but I also read the Bible all the time. And can I tell you that all the principles that come from the self-help are out of the Word of God. You go look at Zig Ziglar, you'll go seven secrets, or seven secrets to Succeed. All of those principles are from the Word of God. So if you read the Word of God, you're reading a self-help book. The difference is it ain't all up to you that God comes along beside you and helps you straighten out your stinking thinking. Christ comes along beside you and helps you and nurtures you and uplifts you. See, our priorities at some point in time when you got saved needed to change a little bit. We set our mind on heavenly things. Now, how many has ever heard this? This is an old, old uh, 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 phrase. How many has heard that they were so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good? I've heard that. Only if you're 40 and over you have heard that. You, Popeye said he made it up. He was written on stone, as a matter of fact. He wrote with his pencil, which was a stone pencil. But, hey, listen, I'm not saying he's old. But he went into Denny's for a three-minute omelet, and they wanted him to pay in advance. But anyway... So anyway, our priorities needed to change, and our, set, our mindsets ought to change, and we must not allow, or we must now allow, Christ's life to flow through us. Man, when God flows through us, and listen, when, God, when, when we allow Christ's life to flow through us, that isn't some, ooh. That's not the twilight zone, man. And people think that when we do that, we're just going to... Uh... How many gets that? Am I, am I the only dude that gets that when people start talking like that? Let the love of Christ flow through you. I think hippie love. I think... That, that ain't me, man. But what I am saying is you got to allow Christ's life to flow through you, which is also a positive life. A positive outlook on life. Man, quit watching Fox and CNN and all these other things and put your, put your face in the book. To do this, you got to surrender yourself to the Spirit of God to, for Him to fulfill His purpose. And in doing so, here comes an ugly word. You have to make a commitment to God. And that commitment is the covenant of power. That commitment. How many of you women out there want your husbands to tell you, I'm committed to you most of the time? There ain't a woman alive up in this room that would go, oh, that, that's, that's marriage material right there. No, no, no. And I, I, listen, and I'm not just going to say for the women, because the men, whoo. No, sir. Not in this household. You're going to be committed to me most of the time. Whoo, boy, that ought to make me cuss. I'm, I'm going to cuss right now. 2020. <laughs> but when you make that commitment to God, that is a covenant of power to and with Christ. 
Here's what it says in Acts 17, 28. For in him we live, move, and have our being. How can you do what you do? People ask me that sometimes. Pastor, how can you do it? It's only by the grace of God. I'm not that strong. I'm not that smart. Don't say amen real loud. I'm not that smart. I'm not that. I, I, it is only by the grace of God. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God, who keeps His covenant and His loving kindness to a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His commandments. Man, that's powerful. That He keeps commandment with us. He, or He keeps covenant with us when we keep His commandments. So see, I, I struggle with people who want to live any old kind of way. Now there's grace. But how many you, people want to live any old kind of way and then still expect God to bless? Mm-mm. You've been drinking today's Kool-Aid too much. Point number one is this. God made a covenant. Me and technology. Not another movie. It says I'm on a run for 45 minutes. There you go, Laura. I've been running for 45 minutes. Let me stop my run. Does that count? What was my pace? It said moving. 427 calories. That's all I know. Me leading worship. That's, some of y'all need to get on the worship team for just that. Hi. Anyway. Somebody asked me one time, I can't believe you're so fat with how you worship. I said, you better 2020 get away from me. God made a covenant. Now God is committed to taking care of his children. Right? And he's committed to give he committed to, uh, to this woman to give her a child. He committed to this woman that uh, Hannah, to, or I'm sorry, Manoah, to give her a child. And, but the Lord put conditions on the covenant. Well, I don't believe that. Well, read it. He put conditions on the covenant. He's saying, you will receive power, the power to bear children, if you drink not wine, nor strong drink, and eat nor not any unclean thing. People say that blessings of God are free. And there are some that are free, but let me just tell you something about free stuff. Listen, I... Don't be a, don't 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 get upset with me. I know about government cheese and government peanut butter. Oh, come on, huh? And I'm gonna tell you right now, there ain't no cheese better than that government cheese. That government cheese is good, right? That peanut butter, man, you you it, you can like fix a roof with that peanut butter. It was stick, bro. So I, I ain't saying nothing about it. But what I'm saying, even that ain't free. Somebody. Paid for it. And no matter what you think, you say, well, the blessings of God are free. No, somebody paid for that blessing. Well, my salvation is free. No, somebody paid for that blessing. Jesus went to a cross and, and hung and died and bled so that your sin and my sin might be cleansed. Somebody 
paid for what you think is free. But the problem is, it, oh. but the problem is, is when stuff is free, you don't value it. That's why you got to change your mind for when it's free. How many understands? Do you remember when you used to rent? Or some of you still rent, but remember those of you who are now buying, but you used to rent. Whatever, hole in the wall, I just call the landlord. Now you the landlord. And all of a sudden you be beating your kids for beating on the walls and writing on the walls. Right? Blessings are not free, but some of them are, are, have conditions. And I like to refer to those conditions as principles. Because we, we, we get mixed up with conditions, but they're principles. The Word of God is filled with covenants to the believers. Signs and wonders shall follow them. Right? That's in there. But there's a condition. There's a principle. Signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. If you don't believe, no signs and wonders. If you don't believe, Pastor, I don't believe in all that. No wonder you don't have it. Pastor, I I don't believe in prosperity. It shows. Come on now. I don't believe in having a good attitude. It shows. He will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. I don't believe. It shows. See, I'm I'm one of the worst people to debate with because I don't debate. I don't debate. Well, what about this? It's only for the believer. If you don't believe it, don't worry about it. Amen. The, here's what the Bible says. The, the, these works shall you do in greater works because I go to my, be with my father. God has made some promises. He's made some commitments. He's made some covenants with people in here. And he's still waiting for some of us to do our part. Well, God didn't come through. Well, did you do everything you were supposed to? Well, kind of. How, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get into your, to your cornflakes here tonight. But how many of us understand that there's a responsibility on us? And if we will adhere to the responsibility... And do the responsibility. If we will do our part, God will do his part. Do you remember when God was doing the miracle with Lazarus? He said, he was southern. He go, y'all, go move to, go move to stone. Now you think that Jesus couldn't have moved the stone? He was about, I, no, I, I can't mess with the stone because I got to have all my power to raise him from the dead. Y'all know that's a big deal. No, no, he could have done both. Here's what he's saying. I want to get you involved in your own miracle. All right, I I, I preach this part all the time. There are two doors you can stand behind. You can stand behind the door of miracle, which is God does something for you. And I don't care how much faith you have, how much you adhere to the Bible, Word of God, from time to time, everybody needs a miracle from time to time. But if you need a miracle every day, it's probably because you're not behind this door, which is the door of blessing. Miracle is God doing something for you. Blessing is God doing something through you. 
Miracle is a one-time shot. Blessing is a continuous flow that God's moving. God's working because the life of Christ is flowing through me. Therefore, I'm walking in the miracle. I'm walking in the blessing of God. Man, I'm telling you, if Justin had to make me go further along, I could be done with this thing by now. God will always keep his side of the commitment. He will always keep us out of the covenant. 2 Timothy 2 and 12 says, If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, we will also, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. Hallelujah, Jesus. Here, here, here comes another. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Yeah. And the power. See, some of us think that the power of the Holy Spirit is just for you to speak in tongues. That's, the, that's the, the minimum. That's just the beginning. Can I tell you that you need the power of the Holy Spirit just to go to Walmart these days? You need the power of the Holy Spirit to deal with people. The power of the Holy Spirit to, so that you don't jack somebody's jaw. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, point number two, God made a covenant, number one. Number two, she made a covenant. She made a covenant. She received the covenant and accepted it. And here is where a lot of people miss it. She said, God, I will do all that you have spoken. But most of us say, what can we get by with? We just want to make the minimum payment. We just, you know, and, and this is free. You know, if you make the minimum payment on your credit card, you ain't ever going to pay your credit card off. Your minimum payment usually ain't what is not, it is not even what the interest was that month. And the bank is depending on that. All right, can I tell you this? Here's what some of, some of us are doing with God. God is saying, if you'll just do your part, I will do some stuff. But we just go, Lord, what's the minimum I can do? What's the minimum that I can do and still get the blessing of God? This woman said, I will do everything that you said to do. So not only was she willing to accept the covenant between her and God, she was prepared to carry out the covenant or the commitment out. See, commitments are hard to keep, aren't they? Sometimes they are. But, you know, there, there's a generation... And, and, and I don't want to get into the baby boomers and the boomers and the Generation X and all that. But there's a generation. You know, the, the World War II, the, the baby boomers, there's a, there, man, there's not a lot of them left. I'm just saying. You know, they're, they're getting older. And, and, but I'm telling you, this world is going to be in a world of hurt when the baby boomers are gone and Generation X. Because those people know about the baby boomers, the boomers, the Generation X. They know about keeping a commitment. But now we say, I'll keep this commitment until something better comes along. Or something different that I want. Oh, that's good preaching, Pastor. Commitments are hard to keep. Some, you know why? Because commitments cost us. And usually it's time. How much and how bad do you want, or how much do you and I want the promises and the power? You know, I, I've looked at some people before, and I'm just going to be honest. There's some friends of mine, a mentor of mine, and he's been through hell and back, but a very powerful man of God. I thought, I'm not sure I want that. I'm not sure I'm willing to pay the price that they've paid. 
But that's what we want, right? We see something, you know, we see something that somebody else has, and therefore we want it. That's, that's one of the problems with, with, the, the, uh, 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 with credit is because you can get what it took mom and daddy 30 years to get. You can get it in just a heartbeat if you got good credit. You can also lose it in a heartbeat. But anyway, that's another story. Because she was prepared to go all the way because what God had promised was worth keeping his principles. Maybe you feel the sacrifice, the conditions are way outweigh the rewards. And that's where some of us are. You know, I, they say I'd feel better if I lost a little weight, if I ate more greens and less red meat. But man, I just don't want to do that. They say it would, but matter of fact, I know what it is to lose weight and be there. And it felt good at the time, but it sure did feel good when I pulled up some moose tracks ice cream and Rocky Road mm. Mm. how you want your Rocky Road in ice cream not in my life come on somebody maybe what you have isn't worth keeping up your end of the covenant if not let's pray till you get something down in your spirit that's real enough to keep God doing what God's asked you to do. John 16, 33 says this, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. Another point number three is this, keeping the covenant. Because it's one thing to make a covenant. It's another thing to keep it. The making is easy. Making the promise is easy, right? How many have just made too many promises in your life and you couldn't keep them all and, and you've let a lot of people down? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not just talking about marriage, Popeye. <laughs> Other things too. We make commitments all the time and break them. Commitments like we're going to diet. We're going to eat right. We're going to quit spending money we don't have. We're going to quit spending money we don't have yet. We're going to quit spending money we have yet to make. (laughs) And we're going to quit spending money on stuff we don't need to impress people we don't like. (laughs) Stuff like, we're going to get involved in church. (laughs) Stuff like, we're going to set aside time with God. How's that working out for you? Everything in the world will come and try to disrupt that, won't it? Uh huh. God made a covenant with us, and it's time that we live up to our part. Yet somehow we find a reason to break the commitment. People don't like making commitments. Commitment means uh, look it up and uh, look it up in, in 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 the dictionary. Commitment means staying loyal to what you said you were going to do. Long after the mood you set it in has left. You I believe I will. My Lord Jesus, that's good stuff right there. Because we get in the moment. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I might have wanted to turn around on that one. You're right. How many of us go? How many of us said, at the moment said, I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And then you went, oh, crap. What did I just do? Hey, amen. Some of you said it standing at the altar when you married them. But now the mood has changed. Three times at least. (laughs) Commitments cost to keep. And usually it's our time. And usually it's at inopportune moments. Right? Don't everybody wants to collect on that favor you owe them when you are not in a place to do it. Right? I mean, you you, you got your Saturday planned out. You got your best PJs that you're going to stay in all day. And then somebody, hey, what you doing Sunday, Saturday? Sunday, I'm going to church. What you doing after church? I got my PJs laid out. I'm going to go sleep. I need you to help me move. Mm. You know, that's the Lord's day. And the Lord said I ought to rest on the Sunday. On the Sabbath is the time to rest. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. Or Saturday, you're going to go riding your motorcycle. And then somebody's going to tell me, well, I, I, hey, won't you come to my little two-year-old birthday party? Nobody know that little knucklehead boy. He ain't going to know that. He ain't going to know I'm there. Why should I go? I mean, I, yeah, come on. That's why you missed my birthday, Pastor? No. Yes. No. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Commitments cost you. Commitments are not fashionable anymore. Marriages break up because covenants and commitments mean nothing anymore to our generation. It's easier to run, give up, and get out. Samson and his mother had every opportunity to break this covenant because in case you don't know, that's who the child was, was Samson, the deliverer of Israel. He was the Nazarite. And he had every opportunity, but the mother wanted a son. So she did what the Lord said. Didn't drink anything wine, drink any strong drink, eat any unclean thing. Samson wanted the strength and the power that it brought. So keeping the covenant meant power. So his covenant was he'll never, a razor shall never cut his, or cut his head. Now, see, some of us think that the power was in his hair. The power was in the covenant. Now, I want you to get that. That's where the power is. Listen to this. All right, this is my wedding ring. It, 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 it was, it's kind of my red wedding ring. It ain't the one I got married on. But you know what? Look here. Watch this. I'm married. Now, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I am, baby. I'm just proving a point. She's a home watcher. She don't feel what about yeah, I'm still married. Why? Because this is just a symbol. The hair was not the power. The covenant not to cut it was the power. So his condition was a razor should not touch his head. His strength was not in his hair. But in his covenant or commitment to not ever cut it. See, that's why I call this a covenant of power. Man, there's power in commitment. There's power. And, and, you, and if you think I'm just talking about marriage, you're missing the whole sermon. That's a piece of it, but most of a lot of you are married. 
And, and so I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, I, I mean, that's part of it. But I'm talking about the commitment that you made with God. What did you tell God? How many of you ever done, God, if you ever get me out of this, I'll never get. Man, I remember one time I was at the state fair. And we was in that thing. How many know what I'm talking about? Whoo, that ship. And I never have done this before, but I don't know what happened this year, that year. And I'm, I started going and say, oh. Oh, Jesus. And there was a pole in front of me. I just put my head on the pole. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. And I said, God, so help me, God. If you'll get me off this thing without me throwing up. Sweet Mary, mother of Jesus. If you will get me off, I will never, ever get back on this thing again. (laughs) Jesus. Ask me if I've been back on it. No! But we like to test the waters after we, you know what I'm saying? Well, did really did God really mean? There, there's a show, and I can't remember what the show was. It's an old show back in the '80s or, or something like that. But but I, but this guy swam out to the out in the ocean. He was gonna kill himself, and then he swam as how many? You remember that show? Anybody know what I'm talking about? He swam all the way out far as he could swim, and decided he was gonna kill himself. Swam as hard as he could, far as he could. He couldn't make it back, and then, and then he was going down. Bloop, 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 bloop. And then it started flashing through his mind stuff he had to live for. Live, live for. So, man, he started fighting. Now he's tired. Oh, jeez. He said, oh, God, help me get back to shore. He started swimming. He started, and so he started going, Lord, if you'll help me get back to shore, I'll live for you the rest of my life. Lord, if you'll get me back to shore, I'll give the poor all of my possessions. And he just keeps, keeps on praying. He keeps on swimming. He gets a little further. Lord, just like I said, I will give half of everything that I own. And God, I'll go to church three times a week. Get a little closer. Lord, I'll give a quarter of everything that I own. I'll go to church at least twice a week. He starts to hit ground. Lord, I'll give an eighth of what I own. What? You want all? Well, I ain't going to give you nothing by now. And walked on out of the water. And that's how some of us do. We make promises when we're in the mood or when we're in distress. God, if you will, what I will. And then things get better and we don't live up to ours. Now, 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 now here's part of the, here's, here's the problem. I, I'm almost done. I think I am. How many, how many more slides I got? I can't put them up higher. Four, thank you. All right. <clears throat> if I say what I'm thinking, somebody going to get mad. Why should I stop now? But anyway, we move on. But that's how some of us get, man. We, we make bargains with God until we get better. Now, here's the other side of that. Some of us make bargains with God and it gets worse see what you've got to realize what you've got to realize is I'm not bargaining with God I'm going to serve God come hell or high water 
Now, now if that offends you, I'm sorry. But here's what I'm saying. If everything I got on, God provided. Well, of course, because you're the pastor. That's how you get paid. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I recognize that everything I have is God's. And if I realize that if God doesn't give me another thing, now I pray he does. I hope he does. I'm counting on he does. But if he don't do another thing for me, he's done enough for me because I'm not headed to hell. I'm headed to heaven. So with just that thought in mind, I ought to be able to worship him from now on because he saved my literal life. What's my next one, Charlie? Keeping promises or commitment considered a measure of one's worth. When you get to the point that your word is no good, do you remember that guy? you remember that uh, uh, the older generation? When your word was your bond? But, but yeah, handshake? But President Clinton taught us that. What does the word is really mean? Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm not just blaming him. But that's, that's what happened. We started downhill, right? And we've been going downhill ever since. Because, because now our word doesn't really mean, I did not have sex with that woman. I did, but, 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 but it, what is? Now, and, you know, the reality is, man, is our word doesn't mean nothing. And when you begin to understand that your promises and commitments are a consider of one's worth. Well, they gave you your word. That's all you need. You know, let, let me help some of you, okay? I'm believing in the name of Jesus. And you, I, I'm not being flippant about this. I'm believing in the name of Jesus. Here, somebody open this for me. I'm thirsty. Um, I'm believing in the name of Jesus. All your bills are being paid. I'm believing that. I'm believing all my bills are being paid. Amen. But the worst thing that you can do when you are behind is hide. Thank you. So the last thing that you want to do, it's on my water chart. The last thing you want to do is hide from the people you owe. Now, you know, I'm not talking about just individuals. Call your debtors, but make some strides. Make some strides. Do what you say you're going to do. Don't overpromise. I, I, I had a, I had an issue with with a with a situation just the other day and, and I went to talk to the manager and the manager said well I don't want to overpromise." I go well trust me y'all ain't ever done that but, but I appreciated the fact that he wasn't going to lie to me right because your worth how, <clears throat> how many of us have said well his word is useless his word is worthless and that's what happens with relationships I'm sorry Let's get back together, I'm, I'm, you know, 40,000 times. I'm sorry, sometimes it's not enough. You've got to do something about it. Keeping promises or commitments is considered a measure of one's worth. We prize being a good, as good as our word. Why is it sometimes hard to keep promises? And I'm done. 
<clears throat> promises, what's my next one? Promises require us to declare a conscious objective. Mm. Large or small, mark a wide range of impersonal events from marriage to specific behavior toward another person to the completion of tasks at home and at work. You know, if, <clears throat> you know, there, there's a, I don't even know who said it, um, but I, I have, I have uh, adhered to it that people don't do what you expect, they do what you inspect. Yeah. So every once in a while, they, they, you know, we have people who work here at the church, and, and every once in a while, I just go inspect. And they don't ever know when I'm going to do it. If I ask you to do something, sometimes I'll go, I'll just go check. I'll, you won't even know I'm checking. But because I won't, and I let them know, I'm going to check on that. Because I, not to scare them, I just want them to know that I'm going to inspect some of the stuff. So I want, I'm training them to keep the word. Amen. Listen, you could put a lot of businesses out of business in this community if you just return a call. Jesus. Promises require a conscious objective. And what I mean is you have, to, you have to decide, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. You know, do whatever it takes you every day to mark out your, your um, to-do list. It will help you if you write it down. Do you know if you write down your to-do list, you're 3% of the population? Only 3% of the population write down their, what they need to do that day. I have to do it. And I used to, I, let me give you another little statistic, and this will be real good. Well, this ain't churchy yet. I'm trying to talk about, man, keep your commitment. If you've got to put to-do list, you know, spend some time with Jesus. I schedule time. Because if I don't, my schedule fills up. Hey, what you got going? It's scheduled. What you got going at this time? Oh, I, I'm busy. Doing what? Talking to Jesus. My daughter called me sometimes. My youngest daughter, she goes, Daddy, what you doing? You talking to Jesus? I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, all right, bye-bye. Because she knows when I'm talking to Jesus, the, 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 the number one thing that you need Ronnie Reed to do as your pastor, you need, you need your pastor to talk to Jesus. Mm-hmm. More than you need me to, to, to visit with you, to counsel, you need me to talk to Jesus. That's what you need. Now, make a conscious effort. So 3% if you write it down. Now, this made me feel better because I'd write stuff down and I wouldn't get my list done. Anybody get frustrated you didn't get your list done? Well, the good statistics are that if you, oh, if you get your list done every day, then you're not planning enough stuff. And then here's the average. Here's the average. According to all the gurus, six tasks a day. Now, one of your tasks cannot be get up and brush your teeth. But put something down. Let's get better. Man, let's get, you know, it used to be, I'm, I'm, Roy, it used to be that you, if you wanted to hire somebody good, you'd hire a Christian. Not now. Not now. Christians are some of the laziest people on the planet. Talking about, I can't work. I got to go pray. Oh, you better pray who's going to pay your bills. That's what you want to pray about. I mean, I... 
Well, I asked the Holy Spirit if he wanted me to go to work. Well, did you ask the Holy Spirit who's going to pay your rent? All right, I'm done. <sighs> Boy, ain't you glad we had a great worship service because uh, I kind of brought that down. Oh, I got a whole other page I didn't even see. Yeah, that would have made it a lot better ending if I'd have used all that. Give my last two slides of Scripture. I'll end on Scripture. That's always good. Hebrews 6.10 says, For God is not unjust so as to forget your work. Everybody who's ever done anything for God. God is not unjust to forget your work. Rick, when everybody doesn't know the stuff that you do, God does. When, when, God, when everybody doesn't give you applause for what you do, God does. God says, I do not forget your work. And the love which you have shown toward His name in having ministered and in still ministering to the saints. Well, I don't minister. No, no. You, some of you think just what I do is minister. No. Anything that you do for the Lord is ministry. Do you know? Do you, now, now, you're going to think this is strange. Do you know Rodney taking the lid off that drink was ministry? Why? Because I needed it. And God was using me, I think. What's my next one? Hebrews eleven six. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet with me tonight. Covenant of power. Covenant of power. Father, I thank you for who you are and what you do. God, there is no one like you. There's no one that can compare to you. I bless your name. In the midst of this, I want you just to think about your own life and see the areas where you have failed in your commitment to God. And just right where you are, you can ask God, Lord, forgive me for that. And then make a plan to make it better. Make a plan to do it right, do it better. Spirit Life Team, I want you to come. and I know we don't have any music right now, but I, I don't have to have that. We don't have to have that. But Spirit Life Team, come and... If you need prayer, I'm, I'm, I'm about to pray a dismissal prayer. And if you need prayer, instead of going out the door, you come up this way. Because I don't ever like to have a service going without we don't offer prayer. Because Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Father, in, well, okay. Mm. Let me ask you this. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you just, or maybe you do know him, but you're not where you need to be. Whatever the case is, if you need to get things right with God or if you need to come to Jesus, would you just slip up your hand? I'm going to lead you in a small prayer. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I see those hands. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that one. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it has inspired you like never before. For more information about Crystal River Church of God, how to give, or even our upcoming events, be sure to check us out at crystalrivercog.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next week here at CRCOG.